Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Real Truth Real Quick. I'm Todd, as we have relentlessly beat into you by now, and I get to introduce you to a great friend, and it's a great privilege to introduce you to my friend Johnny Erickson Tada. Good to be here. Oh, gosh, Johnny, what a privilege. And uh, today we're going to answer a question that you are uniquely, uh, through life experience, been, I guess I'm sure, asked and, and been confronted with, and the question is simply this. If you had enough faith, Will God always heal you from physical maladies and diseases, or just will He always heal you? Because I'm sure people have come up to you and said, Johnny, let me pray for you. I've got the gift of healing. Well, I tell you, there are many people who come up to me and they want to pray for my physical healing. And of course, I never, I, I never say no. I always welcome prayers. If someone wants to pray for my, for my uh, legs to walk and my hands to work, I'm all for it. Um, but I, I, I must tell you, Todd, as many times I've had p- people pray for me, Uh, And as many healing services as I've gone to, um, when I first got out of the hospital, I went to Faith Healers, a very famous one, Catherine Kuhlman, kind of the Benny Hinn of her day. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's a good way to say it. And uh, there we were in the wheelchair section, and um, the the spotlight was on other parts of the auditorium where it it was apparent that there were healings happening. And then the spotlight shifted and more healings happening over there. And then the spotlight shifted again, and I'm thinking in the wheelchair section, hey, Holy Spirit, come over here where all the hard cases are. Yeah. Heal us. But not a one in that, in that wheelchair section was healed. And that was faith healing service after faith healing service after faith healing service. And finally, I got to the point where I was thinking, Jesus, I know I've confessed so many sins. I know I've gone to elders. I've been anointed with oil. I've followed every scriptural injunction I can find and yet you're not healing me. My fingers and my feet aren't getting the message. What is what gives? Mm-hmm. I know I'm doing everything from my end. Uh, wh- wh- what more can I do? And that's when I was driven to go deeper into God's word to see exactly what Jesus has in mind when he talks about healing. Mm-hmm. And I found the answer in Mark chapter one, uh, the gospel of Mark. There we see Jesus doing all kinds of healings from morning almost past sunset. And when the sun sets, he's tired, he, he goes away, uh, the people move away. And early the next morning before dawn, the people start showing back up. Where's Jesus? We want more healings. But the disciples couldn't find him. They race to the top of the hill and there he is. And Simon Peter says to him, Jesus, everybody's looking for you. All the diseased and the cancer ridden down at the bottom of the hill. And Jesus says the most amazing thing to his disciples in Mark chapter one, verse 38. He says, let us go Let's go somewhere else. Let's go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also for this is why I have come. Wow. Hmm. I read that and I realized Jesus is interested in physical healings. Okay, but when people just, just came to him to get their physical problems fixed, the Savior would always back away because he is interested in a deeper healing. Yep. Not just physical healing. Yeah. Psalm 103 says he heals all our diseases. So you better believe that you, if you do get healed from a disease or a botched surgery or chronic pain or the flu or a bad cold, or if you get healed from cancer, you better believe God did it. Yep. But that is not saying quantitatively that he heals all everybody in the exact same way. Mm-hmm. We have a sovereign God who's interested in a deeper healing. Mm-hmm. I mean, l- l- look at the example of, uh, all the people he did heal, like those with withered hands and those with blind eyes. Jesus is the same man who also said though, if that eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Mm. If that hand I just healed causes you to be led astray, then lop it off, cut it off. 
Well, I love I love what you're the, what you're pointing out there in Mark chapter one because there's that amazing story when uh, Jesus heals the man in John five who has been uh, stricken for 38 years with paralysis and he kept waiting for the angel to stir the waters which was the tradition at the time is what was happening and Jesus basically said to him take up your pallet and walk the guy later finds Jesus and Jesus says do you believe in me and the guy goes well you know I mean, he's trying to figure out exactly what he means like I did that's why I took my pallet and walked. But he tells the guy that he better deal with who Jesus is as the savior of the world or something far worse will happen to him. And you're like, what could be worse than being 38 years, right? Now you're in 50, mm -hmm. okay, as a paralyzed man. The answer is being separated from God. Absolutely. Because he came to preach and deliver us from our sins. Right. So, so when people come up to you though, sometimes they've got the gift of healing and that means that they've healed people before. Um, it can't be God's fault and it can't be their fault. And so if they pray for you and you're not healed, they would say it's, your fault because you fault. don't have enough faith, yeah. right? And they, 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 how have you responded to that in the past when people have said, Johnny, you just need more faith? Well, faith's focus is always the key. Mm. And faith's focus is Jesus Christ. Mm. I mean, look at that. If I have enough faith, will God heal me? Well, the Bible says all we really need is mustard seed sized faith. Yeah. We don't even need great faith, just small faith. Mm. And, and if it's on Christ, then you rest it with him. Wow. I remember when I was out of the hospital and after I'd gone to all those faith healers and I didn't get healed, I started to read in Psalms where it said, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I, I delighted myself in the Lord and I, I thought, well, of course then he's gonna give me the desire of my heart. Yep. The desire of my heart is to walk, is to have use of my hands. But the more I grew to know Christ, mm -hmm. the deeper and more intimate I became with him, my desires began to shift. Suddenly walking wasn't the priority anymore. It was, I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I, I wanna know more of you, Jesus. Give me more of you, Jesus. I wanna tell others about how good you are, how gracious you are. Give me the power to disciple as I should and evangelize as I should. Jesus, I want to, and what do you know? I was fulfilling Mark chapter one, verse 38, yeah. where Jesus himself says, this is why I've come to preach the gospel. And the preaching of the gospel became my priority. Wow. Physical healing and walking and having use of my hands began to shift down to number four, five, mm -hmm. 12, 15, 25. Wherever it is right now, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's still on the list. Well, here's what's amazing is I, I know a lot of people have said this about you. I, I've said there are people who have what the healing of your physical body would bring who don't have the peace that you have. Yeah. Right, and the desires of our heart is that we long for peace, we long for a sense of joy and purpose and meaning, and you have, and so the desires of our heart are ultimately for those things. Absolutely. And Jesus gives it. I love the way you respond to folks though, when they say, can I pray for you? You say, absolutely, pray for my healing. Right. But then also pray for, and tell them some of the things you ask them to pray for as they oh, yeah. seek to heal you. When people wanna heal me, I'm, I always tell them, I said, yes, of course, I'd love to get out of this wheelchair. It would be wonderful, but may I please tell you some specifics on how you can pray? Mm. And they said, well, sure, what, what are they? And I said, well, pray that I will quit cherishing inflated ideas of my own importance. Please pray that I will quit mm -hmm. keeping a record of other people's wrongs. Please pray that, 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 that I will pop that hot balloon air of pride that often crops up. Please pray that I'll quit reading my own press releases. Mm -hmm. Please pray that I will quit being so anxious about my future and fearful. Please pray that, I mean, I, I list, sin after wow. rebellion, after fear, after worry, after anxiety. And I, these are the things I need to be healed of. Because as you just said, at our deepest level, our deepest longings are for peace. 
and joy. We want to be glad people. And we think that fingers that work or feet that walk or a back that no longer aches or heads that no longer give migraines, we, we think that being healed of those things will give us the peace and the joy, but not always so. Yeah. It is what God does in our hearts. Wow. So how about this amazing thing? Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, these also will you do, and even greater works than these, if you believe in me, because I go to the Father. Okay, and so some people think, well, look at the great works Jesus did. He walked in water, he fed the 5,000, he raised Lazarus from the dead. So aren't we supposed to do this to be able to heal people? What, what would you say to that again? Well, let's look at that verse again from Jesus' priorities. Remember the withered hand uh -huh. and the blind eye? Jesus says, pluck it out, yep. cut it off. What are his priorities? Yep. And I think we can attach those priorities there to that verse that you just mentioned. Because think about it. When Jesus went to the cross, here he had spent three years of his life wringing himself inside and out on behalf of people and gathered 12 around him who sort of half believed and they weren't really sure. Mm -hmm. Jesus gave it his all. And at the end of his life, what does he have? A handful of disciples who kind of sort of believe of him, but they're not really sure, and they scatter anyway when the going gets tough. Hmm. But what happens after the Holy Spirit comes? Peter preaches one sermon, and thousands believe. Thousands come to Christ. Those are the greater works that Jesus is talking about. Amen. Those are the greater works. When the Holy Spirit grips our hearts, thousands will come. <laughs> and, and those are the greater works that Jesus was talking about. Well, this is why I love to share with you, my friend Johnny, because of years of study of God's Word, she rightly divides the Word of Truth, and she doesn't let people who mean well with Scripture to be abusive with it. It says in 2 Peter 3 that, that you've got to be careful because there's some things in here that are difficult to understand, the untaught and unstable distort to their own destruction. There's many people that beat themselves up because they're still sick and they're not healed. Right. And Johnny, I love what you've shared. And, and so avail yourself just to all the resources that Johnny and friends uh, has for you that Johnny has written. She's got a new um, Bible that she's worked with Tyndale, the New Living Translation, that you've written a lot of commentary around. Mm -hmm. and, it, it, and that Bible is called? The Beyond Suffering Bible. Yeah. And uh, I hope that your friends would enjoy picking up a copy. And let me just say one last yeah. word about healing. God can and does heal. Mm. I have seen a handful, mind yeah. you, just a handful. Yeah. But miraculous healings. Yes. It is amazing when God heals. And when he heals, it is meant to be a blessing that we can encourage others with and pass on to others. But mostly it is a sneak preview of that marvelous day when, according to Isaiah 35, verses uh, 3 to 6, mm -hmm. the eyes of the blind of every person who's blind will be open. The ears of every person who's deaf will be unstopped. The tongues of those who can speak will shout for joy. And millions of lame people like me are going to leap for joy and are going to leap like deer. And in the meantime, let's get out there and issue party invitations to that heavenly celebration. That's it. Because we don't want anyone to miss out, not just on physical healing, but a spiritual healing of knowing Christ better. Well, that's it. I, I love people say, I say to people sometimes, hey, you don't have a soul. You have a body. You are a soul. Right? And all of our bodies, mine, I'm not in a wheelchair, but this is a body of death. And yeah. it's, a, it's an earthly temple that needs to be resurrected to newness of life. We're both going to be healed from these bodies of death. But let's start that healing that we both need in our souls that are separated from God. I, I, uh, you know, I was going to read Habakkuk chapter 3 at the very end. We're, with time, we're not going to. But I want to tell you that we, what you want is an even, 
if faith, not an if-then faith. That's what Daniel's friends had in Daniel chapter 3 where they said, King, I don't care what you say uh, about us. God can heal us from that fire. He can take you out of that wheelchair. But even if he doesn't, I'm going to serve my God. And that's what Habakkuk 3, 15 through the end of the chapter says. Johnny, it's what your life has communicated. You are a, a glory to God and a blessing to me as a friend and my friends at Real Truth real quick. So join us again on another episode. We're going to link to all those great resources that Johnny has for you. And tune in next time on another episode. 